if you take into context our global situation where our history the last few thousand years on this planet being alone so to speak developing us our species alone going at it alone thinking we are alone now coming to a space in our evolutionary expansion that we're realizing wait a minute there is so much more out there that i didn't know before and the crazy thing is that it's actually not out there it's all in here we contain it all that is the most insane thing because you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to do anything extra to experience it it's all here if you really want if you really wish to know it you can and so that is really empowering and i think that that also is one of the main messages that et would give us if when if and when we do have a physical interaction it's just a reminder of how powerful we are as spirits i i truly believe that this physical density and this physical life is far from all we are there's we are so much more than that there is no doubt in my mind that we are spirit beings first and human second not the other way around um so yeah there's so much more to experience and it's all here with us always what are the next stages of human evolution and how does it relate to us connecting with beings from other planets That's one of the things we get into in this episode. Today we're connecting with Ashley Epstein. He's a CE5 ambassador with roots in South Africa and Mauritius. Ashley's been involved in this initiative for a long time and he has his own YouTube channel all about this, which you can find a link to in the show notes. We'll get into a whole bunch of the philosophy behind why this initiative is so interesting to be a part of, and we'll hear about some of his experiences making contact. Thank you again for for joining me Ashley. I'm really glad to have you here. Um I've been enjoying your work and seeing how involved you are in 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 reaching out and growing this movement and um just yeah, um teaching people. I think that's like it's it's what I love doing and I'm like super inspired by by seeing other people do it as well. Um can you Thank let you. us can you Thank- tell us yeah, I had I was going to say thank you so much for having me on. It's a real pleasure to be here and as I mentioned before you press record that I really appreciate your work as well and uh it's really great to have a lot of people in the community are putting out quality work and teaching other people and growing the movement. I really really resonate with that and I'm excited for the amazing adventures ahead and of course for our chat today. Thank you. Yeah, so just to get right in, I was I would love to hear just a, a little bit of your backstory and how you got into CE5 and um maybe how you um yeah. were inspired to try it yourself yeah absolutely so my journey i would say uh began in 2010 um it really started with my own spiritual expansion i would say that's how re- i got into c5 i came across um I'll, first i was watching videos uh, of ancient aliens i came across ancient aliens the series on history channel i'm not sure if you're familiar with it pretty sure most of our view- uh, listeners are familiar with it and it really inspired me to look into that subject more because my whole life I really had the question in the back of my mind that look we on this planet which I understand is part of a solar system that is part of this galaxy which is part of this universe so by definition we cannot be alone like our government tells us or my mom's telling me or our family's telling us and so in the back of my mind I always had the idea that look I know we we are not alone but but look if there were ETs or other beings or other galactic societies we would know right my government would tell me and my family would tell me and it would be an obvious fact that they would be here 
So clearly I, um, I misjudged that by quite a lot and uh, watching Ancient Aliens opened up quite a lot in terms of my awareness of what could be from our past. And so that really, I, I became really obsessed in terms of doing as much research as I could in the subject, which I did. Um, there obviously are pros and cons to that. Overall, it's a great, uh, it was really great. It added great value to my life. And eventually after much uh, research in the UFO field, you know, all the classic names, um, researching all of their stories, I came across obviously Dr. Stephen Graham, which I really resonated with. Learned a lot about C about C five through him, um, obviously remotely. I've never met him personally, um, although I'd really love to someday. And um, Stephen Greer so very much inspired me to look into C five and take action on that. So I learned a little bit about it. And one day, I the, the classic story is that one day I was going for a haircut in the mall next to my house, and uh, before arriving for my haircut, I saw a, a stand that was selling lasers. So. I was got really excited to get a green laser like Dr. Greer had. So I bought a green laser. I had my haircut. I came back home. I packed my bag. It was the afternoon already. Put my crystals, put my blanket, um, all of my little goodies, climbed on my roof, set up a, an altar, set up a space, had a meditation, nighttime fall, took out my laser and really just opened my heart and opened my mind to experience whatever I needed to experience on that night. And I really had no expectations to have anything. I just, it was just sufficient for me to be there, see the beautiful stars and um, enjoy myself. And it just so happened that in the back of the corner of my eye, I spotted a very bright light that was uh, traveling and then it traveled and then uh, stopped, uh, which raised a lot of eyebrows and questions in my mind. And, you know, it's one of those but your mind still doesn't want to believe that it is uh, what you think it is. Um, so that night I had a, a really powerful experience after seeing this light in the sky, which um, prompted me to do more research into the C5 initiative and to practice it more. So after that evening, I practiced most likely every night for the following years. Um, and after two or three years, I felt confident enough to start introducing this to friends and to family members and to acquaintances. Uh, and that developed into me starting a, a few groups in the Cape Town region in South Africa, which we had um, retreats that we did every two or three months where we would go away into uh, remote locations in the mountains of Cedarburg and few other places around South Africa where we did a few C5s and introduced this concept to a few people that were in the part of the spiritual community. So, so they had some awareness of awareness itself and of their own spiritual greatness, uh, which I think is very much prerequisite to uh, enabling C5 for most people. So that is a little bit of a brief story of, in, in terms of how I got into C5. Cool. Awesome. Um, so uh, after that, that kind of first experience you had, like, um, or is, is there any really like really stand out or really impactful experiences that you want to share? Like maybe maybe one or two that yeah. really impacted well, you a lot. Yes. So that that exact evening, something I I shared on previous um, previous recordings that I haven't said here is that after seeing the light for the first time, which traveled and stopped and then just simply blinked out, I was like, okay, cool. I saw a UFO. That was amazing. That's why I came out here to do. That's fantastic. Thank you. But five minutes later, in front of me, there is a mountain called Table Mountain, and that part that was in front of my house or on my roof at that moment is a very steep, steep mountain. No cars can travel there. No hikers can be there. Um, it is just a very steep part of mountain. So it was nighttime already. It was on 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. And I somehow saw a very faint light on the mountain. So I took my laser, I, I, I pressed clicked and it shined on the light. And immediately I got a response from that light that shined what? So I got, I was very like, whoa, 
this is interesting. It reacted directly to my thing. I know this can't be humans or a car. I'm clearly doing a C5. Maybe, just maybe, it could be what I think it is. So I flashed again twice, and it flashed back twice. And after flashing back twice, there's another light that appeared next to it, and they started just moving in tandem uh, across the mountain in front of me. So I flashed a few times. My ego came in the way. I was like, okay, okay, cool. Let's do this. Let's do this. You know, the, the typical uh, reaction that you would have when doing this at first. And um, literally 30 seconds after I freaked out. I got super scared because I realized what I, what was actually going on. It really hit me that, oh my God, I'm actually really doing this. This is this this is genuine. And I simply laid back down, put my legs on the side, turned my head and said, that's enough. I, I am that's that's too much for me right now. Uh, but thank you very much. <laughs> I'm tapping out. Yeah. And literally after 10 seconds of doing that, I looked back and they were gone. Um, and the the thing that really freaked me out, Andre, is the the thought that came to mind, which was what if they just land on my roof and I have to meet them face to face? I'm not ready. And clearly I was not ready. Uh, and that freaked me out. So that's why I tapped out. And uh, really only after a few sessions and after a few years, I really obviously realized that that would have never really happened uh, unless I was really ready for it. Because they, from what I understand, would will respect where we're at in terms of our own internal growth. And that if we're not ready for face to face contact, they simply, it simply won't happen. Vibrationally, it's not even a match. So... Yeah, that, that was a very, uh, very powerful experience for me. And that was my very first C5. So um, after a few years, of course, then you crave more of more interaction, closer interaction. You really work hard to refine your frequency and, and be able to actually uh, experience what you were first afraid of. So, yeah, these are things that stood out for me. Mm, uh, of yeah. course, there's a few other experiences too. So it, it, it's really something that kind of develops over time, the, the comfort yeah. level and the... Um the feeling of like uh, ability to and and desire to go deeper and connect correct mm -hmm. yeah yeah how have you yeah. gone about leading others towards that as well because um, i know that that's something that you've done is you've organized groups to do this and taught people yeah so there's various ways in which we did that first off is a heart-to-heart -heart discussion and, and an open discussion between the group members because of course coherency is is really important for um to to enable group experiences i think the coherency, coherency between the group team members is very important so an open discussion of where we're at in terms of our beliefs in terms of our fears in terms of our apprehensions in terms of our excitements and um yeah, it, it really comes with practice. So, so most of the, the people that I've, I've led here in, in, in South Africa, um, I would say that they, they, they didn't really breathe and live C5 every day. They, they just came out on a, on a day retreat, so to speak, and, and wanted to experience something. And that's what I would call um, level one C5 individuals that just really just want to go out, experience something, satisfy their curiosity and go back home and focus on their lives. Um, so for these individuals, it was it, it's obviously uh, tricky to... To, to move that ahead, but there were a few individuals that were a few individuals that, of course, were very excited uh, and intrigued to take this further, and that came with a few group practices and, uh, as I said, open discussions and explorations of, of what is. Because, to my understanding, to really get this to the next level, it, it has everything to do with us as opposed to them. It has to do with our own level of comfort and our own ability to transform and transmute the, the fear that we've grown up with regarding the subject. And you talk a lot about, um, well, like kind of what I'm really curious about uh, myself is how what we're 
doing is kind of like we're like pushing human evolution along by connecting with these mm. further evolved beings. Um, mm -hmm. And you like to talk about um, energy and frequency and kind of kind of meeting on on the same level and how we can bridge that gap. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that and what we can do personally in that area? Absolutely. Thank you, Andre. So to me, this is by far the biggest thing in C5 personally, and I don't, I don't think that everyone needs to share this opinion. But for me, I understand that everything is a frequency and everything has a vibration to it. And so are, are these beings. And these individuals uh, or these societies that are visiting us are, from my understanding, vibrating on a much, much, much higher frequency than we are. So, And so to me, raising our frequencies is, is really, really important, not only to achieve contact, but primarily to really live a life that is uh, true to ourselves. Because the more we raise our frequency, the more we can really be, be true to who we are. Um, as you can imagine, lower frequency energies include fear, greed, and all sorts of emotions, which unfortunately at this stage, unfortunately are not congruent with uh, human evolution and broader galactic contact. Um, I, I really do not feel that uh, someone that is constantly fearing something or is living in a, in a very limited way would have much relevance in terms of uh, being part of an alliance that is interstellar. Whereas someone that is really living from the heart, being true to who they are because we're all unique individuals, uh, has a much more of a relevance and place in that alliance uh, and also much more of an ability to interact with the other beings from that alliance in terms of sharing their own unique essence and their own unique frequencies. So to me, raising our individual frequencies uh, is the best way to not only have individual contact, but for us as a collective and as a society to evolve and grow past all the limitations we've allowed ourselves to buy into. I'm just having thoughts about like like the joy that comes from being in a beautiful place in nature when we're doing CE5. Um, could mm -hmm. you talk about maybe how like what your process is of of choosing a place or preparing a place for for doing this work of connecting to, yeah. to these other beings? Yeah, absolutely. So in South Africa, it's a little bit different to when it was in Mauritius. So I'll speak a bit about, about when I was in South Africa. I would mostly always choose locations that are two or three hours away from city, from the main city. Uh, and in South Africa, if you just even go an hour and a half away, there are some stunning places. I'm sure it's the same in the States or in Australia. Um, and for me, I really like to have a place that is, um, as I said, far from um, most city lights and, and most of civilization so that they, I, I find that it has a bit of more of a refined energy um, and nature. I love nature so much. So I really strive to choose a place that I really resonate with. Um, the Cedarberg Mountains in, in South Africa are such a stunning place. There's some beautiful, beautiful uh, mountains and uh, fynbos and indigenous plants. Um, and I find that when we go into nature, we, we, we somehow subconsciously take on the qualities of nature. We we really resonate with nature and that naturally raises our frequencies, whether we are aware of it or not. Um, so, so that was mostly in South Africa. Um, although most of the times I also would do what I call C5 backyard sessions. So simply in my garden, um, I connect with the nature there and, and I've had some really incredible experiences there as well. Uh, Mauritius, seeing as it's a pretty tiny island, I don't have the, the, the opportunity of driving three hours away um, to go to beautiful mountains. I'd end up in the middle of the ocean if I did. So I try to find uh, beautiful spaces around my immediate area. And there are, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to say that there are quite a few. Um, so even, for example, tonight, I'm going to a friend's house, which is 15 minutes away from my house. And he lives pretty remotely and he has a beautiful roof. He just finished it. So we invited a few friends over and we're all going to have a little C5 there. 
uh, which is going to be really great. So yeah, that's that's the current uh, modus operandi with regards to choosing that. But I find that nature is uh, such an incredible tool for us to really raise our frequency naturally. Can you share um, another experience or experience? multiple experiences that you had? Um, maybe yeah, in a group or yeah. What's coming tomorrow is own. my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my birthday. I think it was twenty eighteen. 12th November 2018, we went away um, to the West Coast National Park, which is two hours away from Cape Town City. It's a really beautiful space, and we invited a few friends along. Um, so we had these little huts in the middle of a natural, uh, into, in, in the middle of a natural reserve, and it was just after dinner. We, the girls were inside. We were probably six or seven couples. Uh, the girls were inside doing uh, a few other things whilst the guys were outside. And just so happened that we were standing outside and I felt super cheeky. And I was like, for my birthday, I would just love a massive ball of orange light that will simply just fly above our heads. I would love that. And I just said that and forgot about it. And literally five minutes later, we were watching a few other interesting objects move around the sky, all of us. And immediately I saw this incredible ball of light that came exactly where I said it should come. It came literally right over our heads, flying at a very fast space and then slowing down. And we were all just like, wow, this, I mean, we couldn't believe our eyes when it actually happened. It was incredible. And we had a few members, of course, with us that I've heard of C5 and I've heard that I really enjoy practicing it, but they had never really done it themselves. So they were also quite dumb dumbfounded by what had just happened uh, and I had a great lesson on that evening because I had my digital night recorder which I didn't have on my person at that moment and um, when I looked at the lights after 30 seconds or so a thought came to mind which is I should go just get my camera and record this and then followed by another thought which was no this is your birthday gift just enjoy it just be present and I decided to act on the first thought which was to go get my camera so I ran inside to go get my camera and I came back and the light had dimmed down to completely and it and stopped what it was doing and just went in another direction and left. So that was a great lesson for me in that evening to listen to my intuition, which was to simply enjoy it, be present and be thankful for the experience as opposed to trying to capture it. Uh, so, so that was a great experience that I've learned a lot from, um, not only with regards to my intuition, but also the fact that as individuals that are practicing C5, we have the ability to, play around with that and play around with them, so to speak, in terms of requesting specific things that need to happen for confirmation, so to speak. Um, and um, I know of many people, including Linda from the Netherlands, who does that quite often, where she will uh, request a few specific things and they happen as she says it. So it's really it's really an amazing, amazing experience. I mean, I still, after 10 years of doing C5, I still totally feel like I'm an absolute beginner, still learning, still so much to learn. So that is very exciting as well. I mean, we're very much scratching the surface of what will be in the future in terms of full-on open contact, which is really what we're driving this uh, together uh, to do. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important and important place to be and and kind of stay situated in that beginner's mind of um yeah. Like, yeah, we're we're all learning in this and there's nobody who's yeah. like who can um you know, explain somebody else's experience to them or you know, like we're all Yeah. um we're, we're all in this together for, yeah, for our own experiences and mm. Yeah. And so, Andre, let me ask you this very quickly. What what do you think uh, is the next step of contact, and how do you think we could all get there? The next step? Well, I mean, just what we're talking about is just <laughs> continuing to do this, and I think, yeah, just more people 
doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, true. And uh, yeah, to the point that it uh, becomes untenable to have have um, this perpetuation of the the evil alien invasion um, <laughs> idea mm. Um, mm. that 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 just will kind of not not work because too many people are going yeah. to know the truth and and yeah you know um know that we have the power to affect the the kind of world changing disclosure that comes with direct experience um and direct connection to these people who are coming from other planets <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely I mean, you're so right in saying that. I think that uh, the more of us can actually learn about this and do it, even if we don't do it often, but as long as we know the principles behind it and understand it, that leaves very few people that are completely out of the loop and who would buy into a, a negative uh, alien attack narrative, you know, because I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, if that had to be, if that had to happen, I, I'm pretty sure a few people would buy into it, you know, but I think that the more people do this and the more people learn about C5 and the more people are actually looking at this from a logical point of view the harder it will be to really believe in the in the negative alien narrative because clearly if you really look into it um especially ufos and the history of ufos you realize they've been here for so long they it's, they didn't just arrive yesterday you know so they've been here for so long we're still having this conversation clearly that means something um so so yeah i, I really hope that uh, if that should happen that more people use their their, their logical uh, sense to make make sense of that and beyond that, I think, like, I can feel there's a turning point, you know, where something is going to completely mm -hmm. shift very quickly when yeah. <laughs> that, that's I resonating with you. <laughs> I, just, I just got all shivers. <laughs> because, yeah, um, and especially when we're able to take care of ourselves, like, on a physical level where it's like we have abundance and and it's like, and we're we're making all the pieces fit together, it's like, um, when everybody has what they need and they have the room and the space to really expand mm. themselves. Um, yeah. Then, I mean, it's like, it's just mind boggling to think like, you know, like right now there's like, I don't know. There's like a certain number of people who are like really interested in, in yoga and meditation and, uh, and like human potential and, um, yeah. and, and all that growth and like, just imagining that, that kind of, um, strong, like deep spirituality that's like not bound by any kind of religious dogma or anything like that. Just the idea of like that number of people growing to like everybody on the planet, like what a mm -hmm. beautiful place this will be, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. That's so true. I mean, look, when we started shift in, in South Africa, we hosted events. Um, well, basically before hosting events, well, the, the main mission and vision of shift was to be literally have world peace by having self peace. I mean, that's the motto world peace through self peace, because we realized that if we're in a village of a hundred individuals and a hundred of them become peaceful because they learn about mindfulness, clearly that village is going to be a very peaceful village. And so if we take that on a world basis, like you said, as, as more people grow their own spiritual understanding and their own potential by, by definition, we'll be, we'll have a much happier, peaceful and aware world of, of, of our impact on this planet and of our impact, uh, between each other, you know, and as a, as a community. So 
yeah it's uh it's 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 really exciting i mean i, I remember yeah anyways it's very exciting we we had a we had quite a few events on the beach in cape town where we attracted thousands of people that would come and just that one moment i'm just looking back on just opening my eyes and seeing thousands of people on the beach meditating with us for world peace is really warms my heart to the potential of what is for this beautiful world and where we're currently headed because i i really believe in that beautiful beautiful I wanted to ask you, I got a recent question from somebody or uh, I saw one about somebody who was like, have you ever had like face-to-face -face, like conversation mm. with, with an extraterrestrial um, where it's like in the flesh, like talking back and forth, like, like we're talking you and me right now. Um, yeah. And that's kind of a, there's layers to answer that question. Like, yeah. Um, it's like, have you ever done that? It's like, well, in a way, yes, but like, it's maybe yeah. not exactly how you're picturing it. Can you explain yes. kind of the nuances of how ETs actually manifest and, and maybe how, like their, how the, their technology and their consciousness? And Absolutely. I mean, what a, what a powerful question. This is so relevant, especially to individuals that are only coming to C5 now. I mean, that again, comes down to frequency for me because it's like the, uh, the layers of an onion. It's not just black or white, you know? So when we, from my, from, from what I think, based on my personal opinion, how I think this is going to go down in terms of actually ending up with a face-to-face -face interaction with ET, the first interaction we're going to get is not going to be face-to-face. -face. It's going to be like we are experiencing through C5. It is also at the same time going to be through the heart telepathic, telepathic, because it's going to be really an emotional connection. Um, not necessarily thought to thought, but more emotions to emotion, and that naturally translates into a thought. Um, so that's really how I feel that they will begin interacting with us, because that's naturally how they interact between each other. It's all telepathic, and they all are constantly speaking to each other through their own hearts and their own minds. So I think that that's how it's going to happen. It's, it's going to first be a telepathic contact that we're all going to have. We're also then all going to remember at some stage that we know more about the subject than we think we do, that we innately have more an awareness of our star brothers and sisters than we have been taught. Um, and I feel that as we expand our frequency individually, that will expand our frequency collectively, which will enable more opportunity for pockets of individuals in remote locations to actually have physical one-on-one -on -one contact. Because, I mean, if you look at the stories of the current one-on-one uh, -on -one contacts that have happened, let's say, between Enrique Villanueva or um, Sixto Pazuelos in, in Peru, all, all of these have similarities. And it's it's a really, it's not an experience to discard. It, it really is a very powerful experience. And one really needs to be at a certain level to be able to not only handle that, but make sense of it and, and have an interaction because they are on a, such a high level that, um, yeah, you really need to be, your energy needs to be really refined and as light as possible, uh, as opposed to being a dense energy. And that's really how we're going to have uh, more relevance and more uh, opportunity to make sense of the conversation and the contact that we'll have with them and the information that needs to be exchanged. Mm. I like that you got in, like brought up the, the idea of the yeah, um, empathy and um, like how, how the, 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 the place that emotion has in this because like it's not just an intellectual thing it's not just a physical thing mm -hmm. like we come into this already with like these layers of fear and stuff that like that are on us and like maybe we're not even really aware of especially and even if we're like intellectually on a level like yeah i want to make contact or i want to see mm -hmm. this or i want to like if this is real i want to know you know like i really just want to yeah. know and i think 
uh, for me, I mean, I've experienced it. I know that other people have that I've been with in a, in a group where it's like, um, even like if you're like the ETs can manifest something physically like light or something like that. And, mm -hmm. um, and they can also, um, connect with us like on a tele telepathic level. And we have like these mental, it's like exchanges of information or like downloads. Um, mm -hmm. and then, but there's also this like emotional rupture that can happen or, you know, like, especially in the beginning where it's like when you realize the gravity of what's happening and like, yeah. Um, yeah. I've been with people that just completely break down in tears. Cause it's like, it's mm. so beautiful. And like, it's like the cracking open of the heart. Um, yeah. and like the melting away of like all of these fears that have just been like hanging on us for, for like our whole lives or, you know, as long as we've <laughs> been inundated with, you know, just war and, and, and fear and stuff. Um, but that's like, yeah, once that happens, it's like, it's like, yeah, like everything that you do after that, um, is impacted and like your whole outlook on the world yeah. changes. Yeah. Emotion is such a big part. And you know, when we are having C5, I totally know that you resonate with us. When we see something in the sky, for me, it is 5% intellectual and the rest is totally emotional because I feel it more than I see it. Actually, sometimes I really feel them and it, 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 the feeling 100% matches what I see. I mean, if the light grows a little bit bigger, the emotions in my heart just expand so much more and it feels, it just feels incredible. It's, it's not, it's not easy to describe, but I totally know that you understand what I'm saying there. So it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's awesome. <laughs> it's just the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like, um, that, you know, that kind of inner work that we all need to do, or, you know, that, that it's really helps, um, and kind of just having a first experience or a first few experiences to like, kind of have that emotion, like get more settled. And then you can kind of like be more proactive and like responsive to the ETs and be like, okay, yes, this is happening. Where can we go next with this? Like, and kind of just going yes. up the, up the levels. Um, I feel like a lot of that also will be facilitated by, um, by a change in the way that the media portrays this topic and also, and, and, um, and like a, an actual peaceful disclosure, if that's possible from, from yeah. governments, if that can actually be achieved. Um, I'm optimistic. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful <laughs> as well, yeah. but, uh, but not crossing my fingers. I'm also going to do as much yeah. as I can yeah. personally to, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's I think, I think we all need to. Um, yeah. I think it's a good strategy. Absolutely. Lobby Absolutely. on whatever levels we can. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So true. So yeah, it's a, it's a powerful, it's a, such a powerful subject. I mean, Andre, it's, you, you, it's such a big thing. You know, if you take into context, our global situation, where our history, the last few thousand years on this planet, being alone, so to speak, developing our, our species alone, going at it alone, thinking we are alone now coming to a space in our evolutionary expansion that we're realizing, wait a minute, there is so much more out there that I didn't know before. And the, 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 the crazy thing is that it's actually not out there. It's all in here. We contain it all. That is the most insane thing because you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything extra to experience it. It's all here. If you really want, if you really wish to know it, you can.
And so that is really empowering. And I think that that also is one of the main messages that ET would give us if, when, if and when we do have a physical interaction. It's just a reminder of how powerful we are as spirits. I, I truly believe that this physical density and this physical life is far from all we are. There's, we are so much more than that. I, 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 there is no doubt in my mind that we are spirit beings first and humans second, not the other way around. Um, so yeah, there's so much more to experience and it's all here with us always. Well, I want to thank you so much again for agreeing and taking the time out of your, your busy schedule to, <laughs> to connect. And thanks. Always uh, a pleasure. Thank you, Andre. It's really great to have been here. Always really good to have met you and to connect with you and excited for the future chats we are going to have. I'm certainly going to definitely have you on, on C5 Academy someday. Uh, if, if you're open to that, um, great, yeah. and, uh, someday I'd love to also meet you personally and have uh, some cool experiences together. That'll be great. And anyone listening as well. Yeah. I'm glad we finally got to connect and, and have a talk. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's been a long time coming cause, uh, I don't know, yeah. it's just life. <laughs> But, yeah. I trust all perfect timing. So I'm really grateful to have, to have had that opportunity today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I'm 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 excited. I'm I've like just started having these Zoom call interviews, and they've all been going really well. So I I actually spoke with Linda Beautiful. from the Netherlands um, last week. Oh, nice. I'm going to speak with Greg um, from Japan this weekend. From and J City, wonderful. Yeah, um, That's amazing. And uh, yeah, I've got um yeah kind of like Got cool plans ahead that's great to get booked out, thank, but yeah. yeah thank you for the amazing work you do man it's so important and i'm sure it's so welcomed from everyone that's in the community i mean as it's been growing this year quite exponentially with regards to the new documentary from Stephen greer mm-hmm. it's really great to have that as a resource so the work you're putting in is, is really valuable if i may say so um so thank you yeah thank you i i um with same with you like i i had um actually i had a moment and um in a dream last week um, that I'm sure this will resonate with you. Um, but just, I got the message that what we're doing, like we're reaching people who actually are going to carry this along further, you know, like we're just yeah. water bearers and we're passing it along, you know, <laughs> but Correct. it's really, it's really happening. I got the message that it's like, we're actually having a, even if like, you know, I'm like, I don't know if anybody's actually getting much out of this or who's actually taking action or what, but I, they are there. <laughs> Somebody's out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you know what just came to mind is, and I'm not saying it's going to be the same, but Michelangelo or Michelangelo or Da Vinci at the time, Da Vinci's creations were overlooked and simply not, uh, not acknowledged. It's only a few hundred years after that. They really, that we really discovered the profound magnificence of his work. And I'm not saying that, it, that our work is going to be recognized in a few hundred years, but maybe in the next five be. to 10 years, mm. I, th- I think that in the next five to 10 years, it will add incredible value to people who are taking this up and wanting to take it further. And we'll still of course be here. But yeah, the work we're doing, and especially you, Andre, is really great. So thank you. Awesome. Well, I'm going to go to sleep soon. And, and you're going to enjoy you. the rest of your afternoon. And Yeah. Um, <laughs> go have a C5 with some friends. Yeah. And awesome. uh, yeah, thanks again. I hope you have a great sleep, a great week ahead, and um, look forward to our future chats. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the CE5 podcast. I'm Andre Cardoso, and this show is a labor of love for me, 
as I work to help provide high-quality resources for people interested in being an integral part of the global CE5 initiative. For more episodes and resources to help you along your own journey, check out the links in the show notes and head to ce5podcast.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace and love.